Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Hi, I'm Shayna. And I'm Bryce. And welcome to... Wait, this is... Wait, we are... (laughs) Your favorite... Back back again. (laughs) It's Charmed. It's a (laughs) spellcast. Should we try that again? (laughs) No, I think we should go with that. That one's good. Oh, God. (laughs) Hey, you listening there. Have you heard about the witches with the really nice hair and a penchant for 90s style and kicking ass and taking names when names are worthwhile and knowing how to fight like girls? Demon-infested world They're the Charmed Ones They're the Charmed Ones They're the Charmed Ones Charmed! A spellcast! Okay, well, hello. Hi. Oh, hi, everyone. Evening. Um, hello, Bryce, especially. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm delighted to announce a return of Charm the Spellcast to talking about the one thing that you and me and Bobby McGee can all agree <laughs> to be interested in, and that's the show Charmed. Yeah. We're we're here. We're going to talk about it. Um, for any of you who have just discovered our podcast that, this year, the main conceit is that Shayna knows all about Charmed and knows all about how to talk about media and has a very deep and... Um, introspective and diverse knowledge of media literacy. I don't know if there's a better word for that. And I do not. And that's that's the show. Ba-da-ba-ba-dum-bum. Charmed. <laughs> um, well, and uh, if you are also new to the show, if you're just tuning in, um, you should know that Bryce often puts herself down and self-deprecates and... Uh, she has more knowledge in her little pinky finger than I do in my entire foot. Oh. So, <laughs> so that's that's something to realize very early on. But no matter from whence you came and from whence we came, uh, we're happy to have you here and equally astonished that we're we're still doing this. Yeah, you're still listening. Or if you've just started listening, that you started listening. That's good At for all. you. Yeah, wild. My God. Congratulations. <laughs> so so happy to have you here on the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're just very, very happy to, to be here. And I, I would say sensibly happy to have an arbitrary declaration of a, a clean slate, a new year. Because we all know... That when that clock strikes midnight, um, as it does simultaneously around the world, (laughs) suddenly everyone is afforded a brand new naughty and nice list. And and that includes literally everyone. It doesn't matter what your social standing is, uh, what war crimes you've committed. Suddenly everyone is as fresh as a newborn babe. Yeah, it's basically you become a blank slate at the beginning of every January 1st. Mm-hmm. And now we're here to make the world um, a better place. <laughs> <laughs> we start off by soiling it right away with this podcast. Oh, shit. 
yeah, fuck. Okay, well, we tried, you know. Let's give it up now. Um, Bryce, mm-hmm. how how is how is your new year so far? How's it um, going? it's it's been okay. Is this are we doing manor keeping right now? Is that what is that what's happening? Yeah, you know what? I guess that that's what we're doing. Okay, good cuz um you know, the past couple of years of doing the spellcast, I have listened to every episode back again for editing purposes and also for um, enjoyment purposes. And every single time I come away thinking like, ah, Bryce, you can do better. So this year for my blank slate starting off fresh, my doing better will be coming into the manner keeping with a better idea of what to say. Because I always feel like I just come in and I'm like, oh, you know, it's another day. And then you have like really big, important things to talk about. um, And you have really cool updates. So I want to I want to try to uh, bring more to this section of the podcast. But, oh my God, you already give so much. I know, I know. But um, after momentary reflection, I do realize that I am... I don't want to be a source of actual information since I would never pretend to be such. So I decided that my contribution to manor keeping would be a bringer of small news. Um, Ooh, mm-hmm. Okay. Because I am just a tiny speck on this planet, and there is little that I know outside of my little speck. So, my news for today is that I recently got a new job that will be beginning in February. Very exciting for me, uh, and not for anyone else. Um, I also started a 30-day yoga challenge. Uh, if you know Yoga with Adrian, her YouTube channel, that's the one I'm doing. This yoga challenge, the theme is breath, which is really good because I realize that I don't breathe that often. Uh, And my last piece of news is that I'm making it a point to eat more berries because they have a lot of, I don't know why I said it like I was a newscast, eat more berries. Um, Anyway, so because they have a lot of antioxidants. I heard antioxidants are good for keeping away cancer and keeping away sadness. Um, So I'll report back on that later. Okay, well, I'm heavily endorsing all of these pieces of small but joyous news. Thank you. Uh, I also would love you to keep away sadness for yourself. <laughs> Bryce sad equals bad is, oh. uh, is my New Year's resolution motto. Oh, so thank you. Re- repress it all. Crush it with antioxidants. <laughs> That's an empirical mathematical formula, by the way. Bryce plus sad equals bad. Yeah, exactly. It... <laughs> You just take a few letters out. Exactly. Um, yeah, numbers and letters, same thing, if you think about it. I mean, the upper math courses were just replacing numbers with letters and pretending that it was math. I never got that far, um, but that's okay because Albert Einstein got C's or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I trust you. If you say it's true, then it's true. Bryce plus sad equals bad. And so the answer is antioxidants and yoga. Um, and also, of course, being the lovely person with good intentions that you have and the difference that you make in the world and the okay, okay. No, 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 increase no, no. in respect that you have for yourself what the- and, and the love that we give to you oh, because you goodness. give so much love to us. Okay, that's it. I'm done. You I'm done. Really started off 2021 with the mushiest, sappiest <laughs> podcast episode, but I love you so much. 
I love you too. This is well, it's a very emotional episode, so I think it's appropriate. Yeah, you texted me that it was a weird one, and I have to agree, it was something else. But before we dive into that, I want to hear about your life. How are you doing? Yes, hello, good morning, good evening, and good night. That's it. Um, I am doing, you know what? I'm doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I am continuing to exist in this world, and sometimes, actually, oftentimes, that feels like crap. It feels so bad. I feel as though this is a this is a reoccurring statement for me that if you scrub back to uh, the the intros, the house, the manner keepings of, of many of our podcast episodes, I say some variation on the same theme um, of like sometimes things just really really fucking suck, and that's going to continue to happen because I'm no fool. There's no wool. wool pulled over my eyes. Um, I know that it's going to continue to be really tough out here. And that's okay. I'm existing and I saw uh, a TikTok, as as the kids do. Uh, this was not actually on TikTok, but some person shared it on a different form of social media that I'm a little more familiar with, of somebody, I think, driving in the car and just yelling, just yelling, just I am so tired of existing. I'm so tired. This sucks. Why is it like this? And that's something that I feel on a daily basis, I think. Um, this is not to worry anyone particularly. Like this this is not a cry for help. I'm I'm I have lots of support, I will say, and I'm very uh thankful for that and very aware that I need to continue sustaining those supportive relationships. But man, it's just, it's hard. I think almost every day, if not, you know, a few times a week or whatever your capacity is, I think it's important to yell out those moments of, I'm so tired of this. This is exhausting and ridiculous. And especially coming back after a holiday or a series of holidays that are, that are, you know, pretty much nationally recognized and supposedly give us a few days of break and a few days off. Coming back from that and having to dive back in to work is very difficult and I think makes a case for, for our not being built to work like this during a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, because I personally, when I had a few days off, when my partner had a few days off, when friends had a few days off, we felt better. It, it didn't have to mean celebrating, but just the fact of like not having to rise and shine and, and clock in, um, the stress left your body a little bit. A little bit. And for me, going back into that stress is a realization of, well, not that I haven't had this realization before, but a reaffirmation that it shouldn't have to be like this. So that's how I'm doing. I'm existing against odds. Um, and I'm grateful to be existing in a very supportive community. But I'm also so frustrated with it. So that's how I'm feeling right now. Um, it's, it's, yes. it's a lot of feelings at once, which I think is pretty much on brand because 
not only do you have a very acute grasp and acute um, awareness of emotions and understanding how people cope, um, I think that you're also very resilient. And so even though you're like dealing with a lot, you also know how to combat it and how to have perspective um, and how to try to keep going, which is admirable, as I always say. Um, and I also do think that what you said about how existing can be very hard in times like this um, and how a brief, a couple of brief days of if you had any break was an eye opener to re remembering that. I think it's correct. I think it's um, a moment of realizing that the life that we have now is so drastically reduced <laughs> from the life that we may have had before that we don't even mm -hmm. realize what we're losing. Like, you, you know how like when we talk, you always go for a walk and then you were like, yeah, I try to make a point of going for a walk every single day. And then yeah. I told you that recently I've also been trying to make that point because before, like two weeks ago, I basically just did not go outside. So I, uh, I, I like get cramps when I walk down the block. So I like made a point to walk around more today and the past couple of weeks. And I think it's actively made me feel more in touch with reality and with myself. And I realized that I was like missing that because I wouldn't walk to work every day or like walk to the train every day like I used to. And I didn't know how much that gave me um, like a sense of self. Uh, and not that it's like a big profound thing. Like I'm not like, ah, I'm a person now, but like, you know, it's just the little things that keep you feeling grounded. Uh, even if you don't, didn't feel grounded back then, you were relatively more grounded than now, hopefully. Um, and also, I also really connected to when you were like, just got to scream because I went to the grocery store as my walking trip today. And as I was walking back, I have to walk underneath an underpass. There's like a highway close to where I live. And there's like all this rattling from the cars above and the cars below. And there's this big rumbling sound. And I was like, yes, now the outside world sounds just like my internal world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Both gastrointestinal and also my soul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do have a bubbly no, tummy. <laughs> oh, this was not uh, directly pointed at you, Bryce. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I have a very weak tum. Oh. Oh, well, then good. <laughs> it was reflecting you very thoroughly. Uh, yeah. Feeling, feeling some sort of war, roar of... A war of connection... A roar of connection with the the outside environment is very validating. Yeah. <laughs> of of like you're angry too. Good. Ah. Um. So I'm I'm glad that you're able to find those little pieces of of grounding and of relief and and some delight in in that. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a general state. That's the, the general feeling. I think it's something that's shared by a lot of people. And of course, even in talking about our abilities to work from home, there is a very large level of privilege in that because even as we speak about the world is drastically different and our lives are, are disconnected and things like that, um, do you have to realize that there have been certain exacerbations of things that were present in many people's lives to different degrees of isolation, of inability to care for oneself, um, or family or friends, 
that all appears in everybody's life in, in very different degrees. And I think this almost year, you know, we're only two months away from it being a year of a shutdown, so to speak, or this drastically reduced kind of connection is it's different for everyone. I know that's a very weird thing to say because it's like, hey, this affects everyone. And that's true. But something I still have to remind myself of is that it affects everyone in very different ways, depending on what your situation was in the beginning, in the beginning of all of this. So that's just, that's just another thing that's been on my mind. Oh yeah. Um, just experiencing various degrees of houselessness, of financial insecurity, of family and communal support, etc. So anyway, that's, that's another thing. Uh, welcome to Charmed Spellcast. We don't talk about Charmed, actually. <laughs> um, some sometimes we just talk about very serious things and give them silly names like manner keeping. <laughs> well, I when you said that, like it's really hard to encompass the variety of experiences that everyone has has um, gone through within the past year. I really felt that, and that's why I keep saying like I don't want to be the bringer of actual news because I can't I can't um cover i can't like do it justice so i can only bring small news which is the news that is i'm able to speak on okay so first lesson of of the year know your limits (laughs) know your know your pov and um be like bryce don't be like me oh well Uh, you should definitely be more like shana than me hey wait a minute we're, okay, we're in our first fight. First oh, fight of the year. We did it. We did it. I've been waiting for this. I know. Good job. Um, anyway. Why I So, s- small news is welcome. Minutia is welcome. And, or you could uh, descend toward the void, like me. Um, or you can find yourself somewhere in between. So... You know, it's really up to you, friends, dear listeners. Uh, welcome to therapy. It, neither of us are licensed, and that's for a good reason. Um, I do have some very small things that I'll list off quickly. I get, or I guess, one big thing, uh, which is that in lieu of really steady freelance work, um, because I'm currently in a position as a, a freelance film programmer, curator, and and writer, as I have been for quite a bit of time, but right now it's it's just a particularly dry season for me. Um, I have started a newsletter, and so if you can't get enough of of my opinions on media on here, if you just just have to learn more, or if you want to talk about uh, textually queer media, canonically queer media, um, you can subscribe to a free newsletter. It's you can find it uh, at shanamacy.substack.com. Um, that's I guess I should spell out my name. S H A Y N A M A C I dot S U B S T A C K dot com. Yeah, and the first newsletter is going to be going out this month. Ooh, exciting! Um, for my fellow pod listeners. Uh, quick update that I was the 69th subscriber, so 
Yes, I will take your oh, yeah. accolades. <laughs> that uh, was very exciting. That was very exciting. Actually, I should I should share that. That's the bigger uh, news. That is the bigger news. Both Bryce and I were were up very late on the same night for different uh, reasons of doom and gloom. And then I saw that the actually I was up because I was waiting to see if someone would be the 69th subscriber. <laughs> no way. And uh, yeah, no, that's true. And unprompted, it was. Bryce Wong. So at 2.30 in the morning, I get this long text from Bryce. It's like, you sent out this newsletter. You didn't tell me. How dare you? I love you. Um, and then 60 net subscriber pops up. And and that was actually a moment of, of great joy. <laughs> so I'm very, I'm very thankful to Bryce for it. Um, I'm at close to 100 subscribers right now. And that's very exciting. Oh, wowza. So if you want to get in on the ground floor while it's still hot and fresh, uh, I would be honored to have you. Woo! Congrats, Shayna! Everyone, hurry up, subscribe, be a Series A funder. I don't know what that means. I think it's a it's, it's like a startup thing. But good luck and good job. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, Shayna Macy at Substack. Um, and yes, that's it. I think actually that's all I want to share right now. Um, in terms of really good things, that's a really good thing. I also had a very pleasant uh, New Year's, I think. I can't really remember. <laughs> I don't think I really did anything. Oh, I cat sat. Oh, you went that's to it. the beach. I did. I also went to the beach. Uh, it was completely deserted because it was really cloudy and rainy and cold in New York, and that was awesome. Oh, beautiful. So. I, I video chatted my D&D group. And I made a charcuterie board with my roommates, which was very exciting. I ate a lot of cheese. What did you do, audience of my mom? <laughs> Chime in now, and we'll leave a blank space here. Yeah. Actually, my mom told me that uh, she hasn't been listening lately. She was like, I, I don't know. I haven't caught up. Nah. <laughs> like, oh. Well, it's because we got to keep these episodes under an hour. We keep scrambling, or not word, not that, not, not that word, rambling. <laughs> Shouting and rambling, that's scrambling. Um, yeah, so welcome to more scrambling. Happy 2021. Uh, we're all nervously anticipating the results of the election in Georgia. Oh, yeah, that's elections. today. That's right now. Oof. By the time this airs, hopefully we'll have a, a, a good news. Um, we'll have news. We'll have news. We'll have news from, from the front. But hopefully it's good news. Hopefully it's very, very good news. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, and I, I wish to all of you in your in your New Year's plans, um, I wish to all of you the ability to realize that declarations of what you're going to stick to during the year are great if they work for you, but they're also extremely arbitrary. Um, and anyone who is trying to force you into making a change... For yourself because the new year dictates it um well their word isn't law so you can do whatever you want and i hope you treat yourself with a lot of gentleness because this can be a very tough time of year oh I, okay i really like what you said and i i keep repeating what you say but like i always i always feel like it reminds me of like i, I don't know okay basically when you were saying that you know this is just an arbitrary fresh start. And so you shouldn't feel the pressure to be better or be newer. I was just thinking about how I would like say that to somebody else. Like I would be like, 
it's great if you need this push to feel like you want to make a change, but you don't have to change. You can just stay the same. Yeah, exactly. You you can stay your crappy self. I'm I'm just kidding. You're great. I'm sure you're great. <laughs> we probably haven't met, but I'm sure you're great. And someday I would love to meet everyone. Yeah, subscribe to um, her on Substack. Yeah. Hey, there we go. And hopefully eventually in the real world. Subscribe but to her in the real is, world. This is the real world for now. That's oh, a weird oh. thing. Oh, shit. Um, but yeah. No, you don't you don't have to change right now if that's not the thing that's working for you. But if if you want to push for a meaningful change, hey, why not? Now's a good as now's as good a time as any. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, um should we meander? Might as well. Let's ander away. Let's let's uh, amble on over. <laughs> How, how many different ways can we say uh, the same thing, which is slowly traveling toward the point? Um, <laughs> well, you said it three times. I've said it zero times because Ander is not a word. Ah, shit. Okay, you got me there. <laughs> Fooled. Again, the wool. The wool. <laughs> it's it's covered my eyes. Um, okay, let's, let's go to this freaking show. I missed it. I missed talking about it. And... Now we're now we're, you know what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about it. <laughs> okay, right, let's let's talk about it. Oh hi Bryce. Oh hi Shana. You know how we've always said that we've got the best sponsors in the world. Those were fake. We don't have any sponsors. For once, you are incorrect. We have the best sponsor in the world, especially if you're looking for creative, comfy, silly but earnest movie merch. Super Yaki has original t-shirts, sweatshirts, pins, National Treasure, Spy Kids, Nora Ephron, Star Wars, Judy Greer, Josie and the Pussycats, Jordan Peele, John Carpenter, and so much more. Bryce, do you have a favorite design? Oh heck yeah I do. I really love their dad hat that says music by John Carpenter on it and is in a nice burnt orange color. Ugh, you look like such a good dad in that. Heck yeah I do. You're doing great kids. Plus, the team at Super Yaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. And as a special gift to you, listeners can save 10% on their order with code SUPERFRIEND, all caps, no spaces, at checkout. So that's SUPERFRIEND, S-U-P-E-R-F-R-I-E-N-D. So check them out. Get yourself a new outfit to spice up your comfy movie-binging quarantine lifestyle and support the USPS, what could be better? Visit them at superyaki.com. That's S-U-P-E-R-Y-A-K-I dot C-O-M. Okay, so welcome, my friends, to Season 2, Episode 12 of Charmed. This is Awakened. Awakened. And uh, this was directed by Anson Williams, and it was written by the sister combo that we so love, of the Mayhews. Um, I can't remember their first names. Vivian. <laughs> Vivian and Valerie Mayhew. Oh. That's a, fun, yeah. that's a fun couple of names. Vivi. And it was broadcast originally on February 3rd, 2000. Whoa! Oh, Y2K. Y2K, okay. Yeah, it was 21 years ago. My God. Oh, geez, Louise. No. Jesus, Lois. Get out of here. Um, 
And uh, yeah, should we should we say the basic spine first? Yeah. Or should we go with three sisters? Um, let's do basic spine, and then let's do first, or let's do overall impressions, and then we can jump into the recap. Okay, sounds good. So the basic plot of Awakened is that uh, Piper succumbs to a deadly disease. Um, oh God, there's so many there's contagion. There's infectious diseases. This is really this is not a this is not an episode necessarily that you want to be watching right now. Um, yeah, it it almost felt like um, offensive for them to be for this yeah. to be the first episode to bring in 2021 with. I know, but you know what? Everybody's okay in the end, and it ends up not being a contagious disease, which is so so maybe there, so maybe there, everybody's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but Piper for reasons of illegally smuggling fruit <laughs> into the into San Francisco, okay, for for the bar, uh, has been bitten by a mysterious fly that causes her to fall into a deathly illness, and her sisters cast a spell in order to rid her of this disease, and in doing so, inadvertently sent off a chain of events that causes other people to catch this disease, even though they shouldn't be able to. And um, Piper almost dies. And the girls actually can't do anything because magic is not supposed to be a cure for this, for this real world issue. And then Piper is saved by Leo, who uh, goes against the wishes of his bosses and cures her and all is well yeah except maybe it's not well because leo is forced to have his wings clipped for a little bit so it may all be well but there is some intrigue there's some uh cliffhanger potential of of what's going to happen with piper and leo now maybe there's a reintroduction into each other's lives could be so. Maybe so. Maybe uh, so. Very good, very succinct, very thorough recap. Um, and by the way, when we say wings clipped, it means that he's mortal for the time being. Yes. He's, he's been suspended, yeah. essentially, while his bosses, the White Lighters, review his case. Yeah, White Lighter Central. Yeah, <laughs> HQ. Yeah. Um. And uh, and in the meantime, he's back on Earth with Piper, and he wants to fight for her. Aww. But but Dan the Man's still in the picture. It's a, it's a big episode. What was your first... Or, no, what was your big takeaway, overall impression of it? Um, overall impression was that this was, this was a very weird episode in tone. Oh, yeah. Um, it kind of... Like, it, it's not what we're used to, I would say. Because they, I think they're trying to make a really big deal out of there are some things that magic just can't fix that you know even witches uh, fall prey to, and it and it made it into kind of a medical drama. Um, but there was, it also felt like we were missing a lot, like they had to move the plot very quickly and the setup very quickly in order to get to this problem of of a, of a reanimated doll 
that absorbed Piper's illness and then went around and killed people. So I don't know. I felt as though we were we were missing a little bit of information. There were some strange motivations going on. And uh, my biggest takeaway actually is that there is this terrible, terrible scene in which when Piper is in the hospital and, and Phoebe and Prue are waiting to hear what's going on with her, Phoebe befriends this little boy <laughs> in in a wheelchair with a mysterious Ooh. illness um, and gives him just like the worst advice ever, <laughs> which is like, you will feel better. Your illness will, will go away. You'll feel better if your action figure, which is a little like ninja doll is what it's supposed to be if you're if you just imagine this figure like inside your body fighting off the diseases then you're going to be a-okay and that's all you have to do and miraculously that's what makes the boy better it's you're so right it's the equivalent of like if you just pray really hard and you just yeah want it then you'll get it Mm -hmm. just like Good thoughts. Good just thoughts. thoughts and prayers. Yeah, just yeah, manifest like, positivity. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I which I think is something that really resonates right now. Um for oh, for my for my previous rant on just wanting to scream. Mm. Um about like you just you know, you just have to just have to keep going, keep thinking better thoughts and like welcome to twenty twenty one, just like set your intentions and set your goals and everything's going to be okay. Meanwhile, it's like, there's a whole system, many systems at play here, which mean that things are not going to be fantastic all of a sudden because the clock ticked a certain number of times. Um, and that's, it's not exactly what I thought when I, when I saw this little scene play out the mm -hmm. biggest thing that i thought was was more to do with uh portrayals of disability and, and chronic illness um of like if you just set your mind to it the problem is with you <laughs> it's you're not harnessing the power of positive thinking here's this little action doll at work yeah um, that's actually a really good point i hadn't considered that layer of it but it does seem to trivialize real medical and um, ongoing trial. I, I hate to say it, but have you tried yoga? Is is up there for me on that list of things that people suggest to uh, to revitalize oneself and, and get rid of chronic pain. So, um, but I'm but I'm glad that it does work for a lot of people. I think one other thing that kind of goes along, I hadn't thought about it while, well, it like kind of, I don't know. It wasn't like a conscious thought that I had while watching the show, but it kind of goes along with what you're saying about the way that they massively um, un underplay what it's like to live with a chronic illness. I also think that they really don't know how to write, as you were saying, a medical drama. So like when, no. <laughs> when they had this child, they were like, there's this child who also has an illness. They're like, okay, well, how do we show he's sick? I, put him in a wheelchair. Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> they're just these arbitrary um, scenes and images of like, this must represent hospital. And you're like, well, this feels disconnected and disjointed. But all right, let's go with it. 
quick, we're it's crashing. Good. Get the stat cart or something. 20 cc's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. We're going to have to put her into a medically induced coma because we tried one antibiotic and it didn't work. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was really impressed Oy. with all the, uh, the intercom sound effects that they got. They were like, paging nurse blah, blah, blah to Nick you, And I was like, that sounds pretty official. How'd they do that? The Nick you, I know what that is because of Grey's Anatomy. Oh, nice. That's apparently still going. It is. It is indeed still going. Can confirm. Have watched. Um. <laughs> I, I have a friend in medical school who was like, did you know that like in the latest episode or whatever, they like were setting up a COVID hospital and blah, blah, blah. And I was like listening really rap. And at the very end, I was like, Grey's Anatomy is still going? Because that was the main takeaway <laughs> that I got from that. Yeah. And, and just like that, main takeaway from here is charmed? Try it a medical drama? <laughs> Some crossovers just shouldn't exist. Yeah, they do have, like, little medical drama, like, there's a lot of hospitals in this show. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Lots of hospitals, lots of very, like, non-believable depictions of illness and of crash carts and of intubation and etc. Um, so I guess it, it it's pretty consistent with the rest of the show as to, like, how not great this is. Oh, um, also really loved their, like, tailored hospital gowns. Oh, yeah, the so form-fitting. Yeah, that was really great, too. That was, a, that was a great part. But so I will say my, the, just to get back to your question of, like, the overall impression I had of this episode, um, what really stuck with me the most was just the disjointedness mm -hmm. of writing a medical drama for an episode of Charmed. A very serious medical drama in which uh, yet again uh, two of the sisters had to say goodbye to a third sister. Mm -hmm. Had to give her up for some reason. And just when it seemed like it was, it was too dark, Leo comes out of nowhere and as as Piper is straight up dead. Uh, he puts his magic hands on her hands, and suddenly, she lives. The showrunner's Deus Ex Machina really is Leo. Yeah, truly. Um, it's well, it's always someone who's passed on, or like someone, someone from an other world. Grams, for instance. Oh yeah. Or their mom. Their mo yeah. Or Leo. It's a it's a spiritual presence. The not only the supernatural, but the spiritual is extremely important in the show. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. I think I'm gonna keep looking out for that because I don't think I fully internalized that yet. But I do recognize how a lot of the emphasis on meaning is placed on like familial bonds or ancestral bonds or whatever. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, that's the number one thing. Yeah, it's a show about sisters, everyone. It's a power of three, et cetera, et cetera. Um, <laughs> truly, what are you doing, Phoebe? But it's, yeah, it, it was like not an unwatchable episode by any means. Mm -hmm. um, oh, also, and, and Prue quit her job. Yeah, that's a pretty big news. Um, so it's, it's, I guess it is an episode of change for a lot of them. Yeah, Phoebe started college. Yeah, Phoebe started college. Piper now has the addition of Leo once again into her life. And Prue decided to quit her job and also call it off of Jack, which was a long time coming. 
Oh god, so long time coming. It's so funny that, like, they, if Prue having a conversation with Jack, I think pretty much this whole episode about, like, how their values were different and how they would never work and that kind of thing kind of made it feel like they had never gotten together. Yeah, I, I was extremely confused every time they were having a conversation because I was like, why is this a conversation you're having at this point in time? And why do we put so much weight on it at this point in time? Because, like, mm-hmm. there has been no lead up, basically, to having this kind of discussion. Yeah. Yeah, that was it was a little confusing, but I'm just, I'm glad. I'm glad for her to be rid of him because I think he did not add anything to the show. Yeah. But, um... Just kind of douchey in there. Yeah. Interested to see, though, where she goes after Buckland's because I feel like Buckland was a huge... Uh, what like a like a huge rock in the show, you know, like a yeah thing could always come back to. Absolutely, it provided a lot of plot points. Um, it had many cursed objects, which was very important for the show. It also always gave Prue a point of conflict, mm-hmm. and and her balancing act of family and career and witchcraft. Yeah, it was kind of. A major component of her personality for the first season. Hugely, hugely. Yeah, no, it was entirely her personality, (laughs) (laughs) I would say. It formed, from the very first episode, it formed her personality of what we could expect from Prue, which was the staunch businesswoman, the, you know, upwardly mobile, an expert in her field, no-nonsense, extremely type A like, but it, extremely competent. Extremely competent. Very hot, <laughs> in my in my opinion. Buckland's not hot, but Prue sitting at the desk was like, yeah! Nothing sexier um, than an auction house, let me tell you. Yeah, oh, cursed. <laughs> Cursed. Oh, my God. I, I malign it. <laughs> I take my previous statement back. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. it's okay put a spell I, on that get that away from you i'll i'll live in my shame um good riddance but no i i do think that it's notable that she's leaving agreed and who knows maybe she'll come back i don't know or maybe it's not for good i don't know <laughs> um nobody knows <laughs> nobody knows the trouble i've seen Nobody um, knows goodbye, Buckland. Oh. Um, alright, so my overall impression. Um, yeah, I really did hear what you were saying about how it's very disjointed. Um, the tone is all over the place. It it's uh, charmed is usually kind of like a crime drama. Like it's got a very set formula where there's uh an opening where someone dies and then eventually the sisters like come upon the demon and then defeat demon and it's got a very not always, but usually it follows the same kind of structure. Um, so deviating from that did not work from them for them. And I ultimately thought that it was such a really roundabout and heavy-handed way of just getting to an end where Leo is mortal. Like, that's what I thought the whole episode was really leading up to. Like, Leo is mortal now. Because um, I, I don't know if I got a whole ton out of, like, Piper going from being a workaholic to not being a workaholic. We didn't get to see Phoebe going, like, she said, like, oh, I'm going to school at the very beginning of the episode, but then we never follow up on that. And yeah, Prue quits her job, 
but like most of the time that you see her struggling with her job throughout the episode she's just talking to jack you don't actually see her like grappling with is this the lifestyle i want like continuing to work in this corporate um soul-sucking position yeah they put all their their planning into the medical uh scenes i think yeah. For this one. Uh, honestly, I would have watched a show, like a spinoff show of The Doctor, the one who is like the infectious disease expert, because he has this throwaway line at the very end of the episode where he's like, or maybe it's not throwaway. Don't tell me. I don't, I don't want to hear spoilers. But <laughs> basically, he's like, someone, some nurse is like, it's a miracle. How did Piper survive? And he's like, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. And I was like, that's, if this guy like spent the rest of his life just trying to like figure out diseases and like you see him become like this, uh, hero against disease and he like learns about magic and he learns about like i don't know that would have been really cool too i would enjoy a, a show that combined like magic and medicine but like that that was the whole premise yeah yeah i don't know i think i really enjoy shows that combine or like just stories that combine like something based in a, a science that is considered more believable and then also based in, like, alchemy and stuff like that. And it's like, they're actually two sides of the same coin. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that would be cool. I would watch that show. Yeah, it's, it sounds like you really like a magical world that has a very structured uh, magic system. Yes. <laughs> I do. I like rules. I like rules and regulations. And when it doesn't make sense, it bothers me. Um... I also, what I really love, uh, just about storytelling in general, um, some, like, tropes I love are somebody like Prue, for instance. Again, I think I mentioned this in, like, our very first episode. But somebody like Prue developing a magical power, like, being confronted with it and being like, that's silly. That, you know, (laughs) I would Mm -hmm. never believe that because I'm a businesswoman. And then suddenly the coffee moves across the table. That's what I love. I love that shit. <laughs> yeah, you, you like the disbelief and like the having to um, come to terms with it. I love the reconciliation with one's own power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's wonderful. That's, it's wonderful. It is a very fun trope. I do think that, that if there's any, any um, familiar arc to get comfortable with, I think that that one is a good one to always have around. Mm-hmm. You know why? Why? Builds character. Ah, we love to see that development. Oh my, love to see that. I just got educated. Yeah, yeah, heck yeah, schooled. Um, yeah. Now I, I would, I actually like enjoyed the doctor character. No, I did too. Um, I thought he was like caustic and a bit rude, but also just like very intense and just loves science. He just wants to figure it out, and I was like, good for you. Good for you, man. I thought that he was just, like, a a doctor who got put into the middle of this, like, really soapy drama. And he just, like, does not know what to do with all these people who are emoting so dramatically around him. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, is the CDC here? Uh, you're just gonna need you to take your chanting outside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. One thing that was also notable to me during this episode... Was I, I know a lot of it was played as Piper overworking herself and being totally spent. And that's why she doesn't even notice that she's sick at first, which is something that I think kind of carries through a lot of our lives in Mm -hmm. a very uh, negative kind of way. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that you don't even notice like when your body is is asking for help or you force yourself to still go to work because you're like can't miss that paycheck yeah exactly um and then start to like demean yourself for not doing as good of a job but anyway <laughs> but anyway um, ah oh. traveling back Cap- up to the surface capitalism okay. determines our worth ah um but okay so even though that was the premise the of just piper being exhausted i thought that both holly mary combs and um oh god what's his name leo the actor who plays leo brian i have no idea um i thought that both of them were rather unemotional yeah yeah good point i know that so holly mary combs has this this style of acting sometimes that is like extremely reserved until she really has to pull it out and then it's just like wham Mm -hmm. um and that's exciting and and dynamic but but a lot of the time too she has like you know her sarcastic quips and and poking fun and at least a little bit of slyness and and a lot more facial expression I think. And this episode was just dull. Dull as a board. Mm. And it, I guess I get it. And I, of course, I always think about the director in this case. And I wonder, you know, what was the instruction given? Um, was, was it like, just, you're so exhausted. You're just so tired. You can't even lift an eyebrow you know i don't i don't know what was happening Mm. on set or anything like that what any of the directions were but it felt like something like that was happening and it made it just kind of puzzling and and kind of disengaging Hmm. when she's um when she's back at the bar after the sisters had first gotten rid of the disease and put into the doll and the doll went to go give everyone else the disease um and she was like Saying like, oh yeah, that was a wake up call. I learned the hard way. But she was like so snappy, not like snappy at the girls, but like uh, still like working very snappily and um, just didn't seem like someone who had just escaped death's door. Not at all. No, there. Even even at the resolution of the episode, where everything was saved for good, mm-hmm. there wasn't. It didn't seem to be much of a change, or if there was, it didn't make an impression on me at all. Yeah. Yeah, I, you would have... I mean, every every other sister seemed to have, like, had a huge emotional reckoning after that. Like, Prue quit her job. Phoebe uh, cried a lot. But Piper? <laughs> Nothing. Like, she fucking died. <laughs> yeah. I, I, she was a little too sarcastic this episode. Maybe that is maybe that was too much of her character. Yeah. Sarcastic, but like even flatter than usual. Mm. It was odd. It was very very odd. So that, that was, was something I didn't particularly like about this episode. Because um, I, of course, number one fan of of Holly Marie Combs acting, <laughs> and I I usually highlight it out of all of them. Yeah, and you love to see and... her cry. Love to see her cry. Um, how sadistic. She's just, she's just really good at crying. She does a pretty cry. Yeah, what can I say? Um, and this time, 
Yeah. Leo, Leo never really matches up to Piper's level, I would say, in terms of emoting. Mm. You know, he, he has his moments. But again, this episode, when he, when he told them that initially he said, well, I actually, I can't help you. My magic won't work. Um, he was extremely even keeled and like reserved with that. Mm. And then even when Piper floats beyond her body and is healed by Leo, there's no great emotional exchange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leo has one emotion and it's always just concerned elderly protector character. Yeah. That's true. It's very strange. Yeah. I think in, in the context of this episode in particular, which is supposed to be such an emotional episode. Like, of course, Phoebe gets to be very emotional. Like you mentioned, she cries a lot. Um, but that's that's kind of it. Yeah. It, it just, like I said, it felt like a lot of hullabaloo for just the end of the episode to be like, and now Leo's immortal. Like, I thought that the episode could have been something else and still have had the and now Leo's immortal piece lead up yeah. at the end. Absolutely. And if even if you think about, like, other episodes in which the stakes were somebody's life, which it often it often is, a lot of them are more exciting or more dynamic. Yeah. Or just dynamic, but also better tied together because I think that there was a lot of yeah. action in this episode but it was too much like you know Piper was gonna die twice also there's this little kid who might get stabbed by a ninja also there's Leo just it was a lot yeah you know I think the reason that I don't feel I don't even recall the action is because of what you mentioned that it's not really tied together uh very smoothly and uh, yep and again just the emotion did not seem as involved as, as we're used to seeing it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what really gets me most of the time. So, ah, eh. they didn't have enough magic and they and they didn't have enough emotion. And I was like, you know what? Eh, this episode was not tailored for a me. <laughs> you know, so. I really like hearing you bring all of these uh, insights into it because I was watching the show and I was like, I don't know why, but I don't like it. But then when you lay it out mm-hmm. very clearly, like, yeah, the acting just didn't match the emotional tone that the episode was trying to go for. The fact that mm-hmm. there wasn't, like, the key components of the show that we normally like, which was, like, magic and whatever. I feel like that makes it really clear to me. Like, oh, huh, that's what was missing. I gotta have, yeah. I gotta have you around to tell me that. Oh, well, it, luckily, um, you've spent a good two years of your life having me around to obsessively lay out a storyboard of every single episode. So I'm glad you you like it and you find a need for it because uh, that means I'm still in a job. It's an essential product. Oh, thank God. Um, Yeah, okay. So we didn't, we haven't even really gone into like what was the one bit of magic of this episode. Um, So they blame, obviously they blame the illness on something that's like normal, that's human, or or not human, encountered in in yeah. human life, non supernatural, which is which is like a, a sand fly, I think they said from a kiwano. Mm-hmm. Uh, a kiwano is just a it's a regular like it's a real fruit, um, 
but it just it looks really colorful and bright and so they were like ooh exotic we're going we're going to exoticize the hell out of this um and it's going to be evil <laughs> the dangers of fruit um uh yeah a horned melon and um it's actually it's not from south and central america as they said it's it's from uh central and south africa oh that is a huge huge error that they made yeah so that was that was a bummer that's that's, <laughs> that's just sloppy that's lazy writing yeah um well oh no we never would have expected that uh they, they probably uh, just want to make it even more like different distant sounding or some, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever some white person's judgment of what is more or less dangerously exotic sounding mm-hmm. than than something else. God, terrible. <laughs> they brought over a potato from <laughs> I- Ireland, and they were like, "No, you got it from the potato f- bug." <laughs> They're like, "The potato famine isn't contagious." Well, it is now. I must figure out why. Yeah, I mean, they do they do things that are like equally offensive for for uh, for Irish people, actually. Oh, in the show later. Yeah, in this show. Oh, I want, is you it know, a leprechaun? <laughs> is it a leprechaun? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh boy. I know. So I guess I can't really. You know what? Can't use the potato, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> as a as a prime example. But but of course the point is. Even when they're trying to say it's like something human that can't be tied to magic, it is still tied to a faraway land. Yeah, they've had like a they try to make it seem mystical, like a mysticism to it. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Disappointing, but not surprising. Um, so that that was. Oh, oh, okay. So that was part of it. She gets she gets bit by a fly that was carried over on this fruit, mm-hmm. and. The, the magical part is that when Phoebe and Prue transfer the illness to this little action figure, uh, which of course is a ninja doll too. Wow, we're just like hitting a bunch of different boxes here, which is, which is great. <laughs> um, the scariest part of the episode happens... Oh yeah, which is, which is that this little doll comes to life. Oh and yeah, the, like its eyes open into like they look like Toy Story eyes. I got real um, Chucky vibes. Or Chucky, yeah, definitely very Chucky, like a cross between the two, and it just goes around stabbing people. It just it's fucking when it like sits straight up in the hazardous waste bin. I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, none of that. Thank you very much. Hate that. Hate that. Terrible. Terrible. And of course, the first the first person it goes for is is a, a black nurse. Oh and yeah. It's like great. Okay. Well, uh, when I th- I think that the nurse who was at the receptionist desk was also black. And when Phoebe rushes in and is like, "Hey, nurse person," I was like, "Oh, of course." Yeah. There's a lot of that in this episode. There's a lot of disappointment. Um, but again, just like tired, wearied disappointment at like you're just really hitting every single checkbox i say i i guess did you have like a bingo card for stereotypes of, of 
racialization. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's probably trying to mimic a hospital TV show, but in a way that they only watch like hospital TV shows from like, I don't know, seventies or something. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It, it, it's no, we are. We'll say that. <laughs> it's no days of our lives. That's, is that a the hospital one? I actually don't know. Days of our lives. I've never seen it actually. Oh. It's no saint. God, there's a saint something. It's, it's no scrubs. And I don't want no scrubs. <laughs> but I, I would really rather funny. have scrubs. That's a good one. <laughs> would rather have scrubs than this episode, I think. Um, at least some humor, perhaps, instead of this like dull earnestness. Yeah. Well, the thing about scrubs is it goes from like this silly, happy humor to like these real moments of poignant heartfelt emotion so like it works the ping-ponging works yeah and in this we didn't really get that we just we got like kind of slight variations in setting for Mm -hmm. instance from the hospital to the club to buckland but the same tone the same kind of flat ah, the same flat line throughout (laughs) yeah that's good too while you're on a roll chish um but yeah that's so the this little doll character was just unlikable in so many ways but it could have been like a much scarier episode in my opinion if they had gone further into the like the mythology of the the puppet and that had been a source of something far more sinister Mm -hmm. and continued and like or that the episode started with the doll or something like that yeah, I, it, like we said before, it's just it was too much. There was the doll, but there was also Piper dying, but there was also uh, Jack having Le- Leo. conversations and Leo. Yeah. Oh, and also Dan the man finding out that Piper called out for Leo when she woke up <laughs> instead of Dan, who was right there. I know. Um, I was like, I was actually kind of annoyed at that point. I was like, ah, I have this scene. Why have it? Yeah, there was okay, so. There was a part, uh, okay, so I watched this episode with my partner, um, which they're very kind to watch with me. It's pretty fun. And they said something when Dan first came on. They were like, ugh, I don't like the look of him. Oh. Like, he doesn't look so great. Like, who is this guy? And then as the episode went further, they were like, oh, I guess he's not as bad as I thought. And I was like, that's exactly <laughs> my entire journey with Dan. <laughs> Is that first just like, ugh, and then like, well, he's actually not so bad. Oh, that's really he's funny. He's fine. Yeah, so encapsulated in, in an immediate reaction and then <laughs> judgment. Um, but it's like, yeah, Dan is just like wrong place, wrong time. Should, can't date a witch. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't appeal to me as a character. Like, I don't, I don't hate him, but I don't want to root for him. Like, I have other things to worry about in this show. No, we don't know enough about him to, like, like him, yeah, really. That's also true. I would say. He's he's just kind of there, and he's not being terrible to, to Piper, which is great. Um, but he's also not really contributing that much. Boo! That's <laughs> um, fine. Let's, uh, we're already at an hour, so do you want to do final thoughts? This feels like a throwaway episode to me, which is, it's not... 
it's not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's supposed to be very, like you said, like they everyone goes through a major transition or is on the precipice of one. And so in, in that case, it feels like it should be a much more important episode. But I just was not that interested. And when I started this episode, I didn't really remember it, mm. to be honest. So, which is rare. Um, despite my having seen so many episodes and my brain capacity, you know, kind of being at its limit and leaking a little bit, uh, <laughs> I do I do remember at least a little bit of most charmed episodes from previous watches. Memory of an elephant, this, this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the heart of an angel. Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't think of something else to say. <laughs> I panicked. <Shit. laughs> you just threw that out. It was the first thing I thought. Leo, Leo, angel. Ah! Um, it was like ears of an elephant. I don't have those ears. <laughs> I can't hear that well, actually. <laughs> um, but anyway, it, it, yeah, it just, it didn't make a, an impression on me the first time I watched it. And now that I've watched it, I'm just kind of like eh, vaguely disappointed and displeased with the outcome. And I just want to get back to them kicking some ass mm-hmm. and having big emotional moments that they can all act in. Although Alyssa Milano, of course, you know, did a did a nice job. With her portion of it, um, <laughs> it was so begrudging. Yeah, well, I was just, I was like, you know, I can't really say they all did terribly because she was all right, mm-hmm. and I just kind of want to move on to the next episode with this one. I'm like, okay, let's. I guess this is the setup, so now let's see what goes. What happens? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Okay, I guess this. Here's the problem: mm. the setup happened for everyone. Uh, Prue is trying something new. Phoebe is going to go to school, but we haven't seen her at school. And now Piper is going to ostensibly choose between Dan and Leo. So it was the setup episode, but it was a really chaotic, disjointed, but still kind of placid in terms of expression episode. Mm-hmm. And they really managed um, all of that. So I guess, you know what? Applause for that. <laughs> How Very do they make talented. it so bad? Yeah. I guess it just not not bad, but just not satisfying mm. and not as engaging as it could have been. But it did make me want to watch the next episode. There you go. Keep you hooked. So there we go. Because I want to find out what happens with everybody. And I don't want to see Piper simultaneously exhausted and on speed. <laughs> Let's let's move on. Okay, you know. yeah, You're, that's a fair takeaway. Uh, yeah, not not to you, Bryce. Ah. Bryce, you can you can pontificate on anything for as long as you want, and I'm happy to hear your <laughs> thoughts. No, 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 no thoughts up here. Um, the thing that I would say as my final takeaway is uh, let Piper, let Holly Marie Combs be crying, and that's it. <laughs> That one was just for Shayna. Nobody else got it. Uh, yeah, well, it was, but also I'm the only one here. So so thank you. I think that was just for me. So it satisfied your entire audience in this moment. Uh, yeah, I live to perform. Let, let her cry. Yeah. Let her. Uh, 
thank you for for being here today <laughs> for this episode with us. Uh, oh my god! Mm-hmm. One thing I didn't talk about. I'm so sorry. Okay. Is are the fashions oh. of this episode because there were actually quite a few good ones. Um, Phoebe was all over the place. Oh yeah. I would say if you're gonna if you're like lukewarm about watching this episode. I would say a a highlight are Phoebe's extremely chaotic outfits. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of mm -hmm. fuzzy pink poncho, uh, clashing patterns, flowers. It's good stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, Prue wears leather pants, which is always a good time. (laughs) And Piper at the club at some point wears this like, see-through mesh t-shirt or like lace t-shirt with this black bralette underneath and oh, it's yeah. smoking yeah piper looks good in the club yeah so that's that's a positive point good call good call to add that in thank you thank you very much so lest lest ye be afeard uh you can watch it for the fashion yeah take notes everyone bring all these styles back especially the really fuzzy pink sweater I'm doing my best, but I'm only one man. <laughs> I can't do it alone. I can't eh, do it alone. If I had the chance to change my sweater, I would. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Anyway, that's that's. Uh, I think that's all I got. My closing, closing thoughts, succinctly, are um, work makes it so that one is not necessarily able to see their corporeality in this world for what it really is and makes it so that we feel extremely disconnected from our bodies and don't know how to pinpoint what's wrong. And it is more than okay. It's actually mandatory to take a step back. I swear you can take single step back during the day and evaluate for yourself what exactly it is you need so that you don't end up um, on speed in a mesh shirt in a nightclub with your sisters watching you worriedly. Hmm. Yeah, well said. Always, always well said. Always well put. Um, For my part, if you like berries, maybe, maybe try eating more. Um, they have antioxidants, so they're good for you. That's yes. That's it. All right, play us out, piano cat. Anyway, uh, I'm I'm Shayna. <laughs> you can you can find me at Bernadette Teeters on Instagram, Bernie Teeters on Twitter, at my newsletter, shaynamacy.substack.com. Oh my Subscribble. god! Subscribble. Hit that Great. like button. Smash that subscribe. Yeah, uh, 69th is unfortunately taken, but you could be the 169th. It's me. I'm the crown winner of 69. Yeah, congratulations, Thank Bryce. Thank you very much. Uh, and who who are you, Bryce? Who I, you? you can find me at Your Best Bryce on Instagram, also at Finished Foodstagram, and that's it. And <laughs> goodbye, good night. <laughs> and uh, together we make Charmed Spellcast. Uh, you can find us at Charmed Spellcast on Instagram. You can write to us charmed spellcast at gmail.com we devour every one of your letters and we're so delighted that you're still here 
with us in this in this time and uh we hope that you stay well you stay safe wear a mask if you must be around people take care of yourself please 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 drink water eat some berries hmm. and take a deep deep breath and that's it hey it's bryce so I have limited music making capabilities at the moment, which means that instead of a song this week, you get a poem by me to the sound of eggs tapping together. Please enjoy. Hello, my friends. The far right protests at the Capitol are a disgrace. Trump as a president is a disgrace. There is good news in this world, but it sucks to see continual farcery. It caused Shayna to stand in that veggie aisle for a while, staring at parsley. And now, sound of an egg frying. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.